Hello, you are listening to the Nourish Gut Podcast. This space is for the woman who is suffering from digestive issues like IBS and SIBO. I am your host, Carly Raven. I am a naturopath, clinical nutritionist, gut health expert, and mother. My mission is to help educate you about IBS and SIBO and take you on a journey to resolving your digestive issues. I will have real conversations and give you solutions that I know actually work. So if you're ready to be bloat-free, poo better, have more energy, and become free from the fear of food, then you are in the right place. Hello and welcome back to another episode on the Nourish Gut Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about a herbal medicine that is commonly used for treating different types of gut issues and it's called berberine and if you're someone who has SIBO or IBS or any type of kind of gut infection, it may be something that you have already taken to try and eliminate that pathogen or overgrowth. It's also a um, herb that can be used and prescribed a lot for metabolic conditions um, like diabetes um, and cardiovascular disease. So it's a wonderful herb um, and does wonderful things in our body. And it's got a lot of research behind it and some of the outcomes in terms of its role within the gut and with infections and the immune system and also within the cardiometabolic system is pretty outstanding. And for this reason, it's very easy and quick to realize why we use this herb a lot in practice. It's not a new herb. It's been, you know, used a lot um, and been around a long time. So I thought I wanted to talk a little bit about it because it's quite controversial. Um, I think 2023 became controversial in terms of berberine and the use of berberine for gut infections. Some new research came out that showed that it could have detrimental effects to the microbiome um, and a lot of other people were having discussions about um, berberine and the microbiome and going through research, um, and some really amazing people that I admire in terms of mentors and people that work um, within the gut health space were also kind of talking about this and talking about these negative effects. And I was like, okay, well, let's look at all of this because, you know, as a naturopath, our principle, one of the very important principles that we follow is first do no harm. So whenever something is um, sitting in front of me and has the potential to harm someone or do something that isn't great, I want to know more about it to make sure that I can make the best decisions in my practice for my patients. And I also do mentoring for practitioners. And in my trainings, I have always included berberine as a really great treatment uh, for different things. So I kind of set out on my own little mission last year and for a while there, I was a bit confused about what to do and kind of came to a crossroads. And I'm excited to tell you that I've moved through that. Um, and that's why I am here on the podcast today. And I want to share a couple of things for you and discuss this and break it down a little bit further. But what I have done is put together a practitioner webinar on this where I'm going to go, well, I have, it, I go a lot deeper 
into all of this in the webinar. So I will link that webinar down below. It's a really cheap $40 webinar to um, spend your time upgrading your knowledge around this area because I think if you're using it in clinic, it's something that you are going to want to know more about. Um, and if you are a patient and you're listening today or a person with gut issues and maybe you've tried it or maybe you're taking it and you want to work with us or get a second opinion, please just reach out and um, yeah, send me a message and we can chat about it. So let's dive in. So berberine is, as I was mentioning, a herb that is, well, it's not actually a herb. I keep referring to it as a herb, but let's get, let's get even more like technical. Berberine is actually a chemical found in plants like European barberry, golden seal, golden thread, Oregon grape, philodendron. And again, it's, commonly used for diabetes, cholesterol, high blood pressure, pathogenic overgrowth in the gut. Um, but the the key thing that I want to focus on today, and this was obviously a really big thing for me because a lot of the work that we do in our clinic is for SIBO patients, was that it's actually super effective for people with hydrogen-dominant SIBO. And it can be used in really high amounts for a short period of time. And this is often how I would prescribe it. Um, so when I started to come across some of this research um, that it was potentially having negative side effects in the gut microbiome, I, I went through this research and yes, it, you know, some of these studies are showing that it can um affect the overall abundance and total bacterial count that lives within your ecosystem um, when you're taking it. A lot of the studies were looking at timeframes from about 12 to 16 weeks of taking these herbs. And that's the first thing I want to discuss is that that's a very long time to be taking berberine. And that's not the timeframe that I recommend um, our patients. And that's not how I prescribe it. So that was a really big key thing for me when looking at this research and going, okay, well, Firstly, I'm using a shorter amount of time than that, so that's likely going to be safer. Um, and these studies were also finding that there was a potential for them to increase what's called a lipopolysaccharide and producing bacteria. So things like proteobacteria um, and other opportunistic infections like Klebsiella. So what, what that means is it's proliferating and, and promoting the growth of them when that berberine um, uh, compound is being taken, it's potentially worsening that. And so that was all really interesting stuff to kind of take on. And these were quite good stuff, like quite good quality studies. You know, they were actually using metagenomic testing. They had good timeframes. They were comparing it with placebo and probiotic groups. So I really liked the, they were robust. They were sound. I was like, yep, these are great studies. However, I just kept sitting back and going, I don't know. I just, I just don't know. Yes, there's some research, but 
it is so effective in my clinic for these patients. Like I have had the most amazing clinical outcomes with using, you know, this is a part of the therapy that we do in our clinic. This isn't just all we do. We never go and just give berberine to a SIBO patient with hydrogen dominance. Like that's that's just berberine compound and containing herbs are just one part of a very big picture. And this is another thing that I want to mention today and which I dive deeper into in my in the webinar is that we're never just using herbs, but these studies are. One study in particular looked at the herb versus probiotic group and a combination of, but they weren't measuring a lot of other things. But as naturopaths, we are using nutritionals to heal the gut. We're using other herbs in combination with berberine compounds. We're doing dietary therapies like we use our SIBO food roadmap with diet diversity and fibers. We use probiotics. We use prebiotics. We work on daily habits. We reduce stress. We help modulate hormones. And there's so much that we do rather than just prescribe the berberine. And this is a really big thing and reason why I don't think it's like this blanket thing that we shouldn't be using berberine in our practice. And I think we need to kind of give berberine a little bit of slack and a little bit of grace, especially when it comes to our SIBO patients and not be as scared maybe as what you may have been made out to be in 2023 about the use of berberine. I think you need to be educated. I think you need to be knowledgeable uh, about the use of it for your patients or as a client not overusing it, not taking it for extended periods of time. And if you are using it, testing the microbiome and testing your SIBO and the response and the improvement of that via testing to make sure that you would continue on with treatment rather than just being like, oh, I still feel like I've got bloating or whatever symptoms it might be for you and then just doing another round of it because that's where it could be problematic and also working with practitioners that take that holistic approach um, and, and know how to change the diet, support you with lifestyle changes, give you the nutrients to also heal your gut and do the proper gut testing, you know, conducting metagenomic shotgun testing to analyze the entire microbiome. Because we, after kind of dissecting all of this, we are now conducting our own research in our clinic around all of this because we want to see these outcomes for ourselves. And it's going to take a little bit more time. Uh, and I hope to do an update this time in 2025 about, you know, another year of what we're finding. But the last six months has been really interesting in that what we're doing is microbiome testing and SIBO testing at the start of the journey before we start any treatment, doing a round of treatment, and then testing the microbiome as well. And at the very start of this, I had a lot of patients who were taking high-dose berberine in combination with all of the other amazing stuff that we do, and we retested, were able to retest their microbiome, and it wasn't always negative. Like, we didn't see in all of our patients uh, an increase of LPS-producing bacteria like I was mentioning before. 
we did see in some patients like an overall count of microbiome species decreasing, but that was only in a couple and it wasn't dramatic. And that may not have been just the berberine. We don't know that because we were using multiple herbs. Um, and uh, there is a short phase of my SIBO food roadmap that has a restriction before we then kind of increase diversity in the diet. So was it that? But so far, we're not convinced that like the way that we're practicing and the way that we're combining berberine for our patients, it's it's not, we're not seeing negative results, which is really great. We're not seeing harm to the microbiome. And we're going to keep monitoring all of this with every patient that we get to work with and collect this data. Um, and I will be definitely sharing um, an update on it next year because, you know, our clinic only has the capacity to see so many patients. So the more people that we do this for over a period of time, the clearer cut results we're going to be able to have. Hello, this is just a quick break from today's episode because I have a game changer for all healthcare practitioners out there and it's my SIBO food roadmap and practitioner training. Elevate your practice with this comprehensive program designed exclusively for practitioners passionate like you, aiming to make a profound effect on your clients' lives through their diet and successful IBS and SIBO treatment. Unlock the power of my dietary therapy, the six-age system, guiding your clients through their SIBO treatment journey. Say goodbye to confusion. This roadmap provides clear dietary protocols, ensuring optimal results and long-term relief. Gain access to the full training, invaluable resources, a detailed guide, a recipe book with over 70 plus detailed SIBO-friendly recipes and four weeks worth of meal plans, making the SIBO food roadmap a breeze for both you and your clients. You're going to dive into exclusive video tutorials led by myself, offering insights, research-based knowledge and practical strategies for exceptional results. Become a certified practitioner with prescribing rights, empowering you to guide your clients confidently. And guess what? As an affiliate, your prescription of the SIBO Food Roadmap will see you earn a generous 20% commission with each referral enrollment, and that's a win-win. Elevate your practice and make a lasting impact on your clients' lives. Sign up now using the code ROADMAP100, all in capitals, for a $100 discount. Head to our show note link now. Revolutionize your practice with the SIBO Food Roadmap and practitioner training. But this is why we're so passionate about it, you know, and this is the stuff that we do for our patients. Like we, I think looking at research is one thing, but actually doing the work and the experimenting and looking at what we truly do as naturopaths and making a decision for each individual client about every therapy that we prescribe is what we should be doing. Like this is why protocols don't work. This is why a cookie cutter program where everyone takes the same thing isn't going to work. And, you know, if all of my patients took the same berberine containing supplement and this probiotic like they did in these studies, we'd probably get the same outcomes as these studies. But that's not the way I work. 
And that's not the outcomes we get in our clinic. So I think it's really important to get individualised healthcare and find people that are this invested in working out what you need to take. And I know that there are lots of different gurus when it comes to SIBO and gut health, but there's also a lot of misinformation. And I think it's not clear cut um, about the immense potential of these different herbs. Unfortunately, they're not studied at the level that we would like them to. But I also think we can be a bit quick to jump at like, oh, that's really bad and we shouldn't be doing that. And for anyone who works in the SIBO space as a practitioner, I want you to feel a little more confident after listening to me today or doing, hopefully you'll go on now and do the full webinar where I break all of this down and share all of the research and there's PDFs and I give you the studies so you have everything that you need. I just hope that you have a little bit more confidence to not kind of like completely disregard berberine from your toolbox with these patients because it works and it gets patients SIBO-free really quickly. And, you know, if you do happen to lose a few species counts of bacteria, we know that post-SIBO treatment you can build that back up again, right? And you're going to be doing that anyway through the SIBO food roadmap and food diversity and prebiotics and so it's not a huge worry. And I know that there are key professors and people out there to- talking about this as well and saying, hold on a minute, don't not prescribe it, you know, just make sure it's the right thing for your patients. And now if you're listening today and you have SIBO and you've been taking berberine, my message to you is how long have you been taking it for? And have you retested that SIBO? Have you done a microbiome test to work out whether you have Klebsiella and Proteobacteria and E. coli and high amounts of LPS-producing bacteria? Do you have a really poor level of butyrate-producing bacteria and a diversity of bacteria in your gut? Because if you have all of those things, you're at a higher risk of berberine having a negative effect in the first place. And there are other options if that's you, but you need that information first. So this is where a holistic approach and working with practitioners that know what they're talking about, know how to read good microbiome tests because there's not so great microbiome tests out there as well. GI mapping and PCR testing alone is not enough. I do not love GI map tests please use metagenomic testing or find a practitioner that does metagenomic testing. Um, Microba and CoBiome are incredible. Um, We are able to use CoBiome in our clinic. You do need to be a patient of ours to access that testing. Um, That's a practitioner level microbiome test that you can do. So that's something that we offer. And A lot of people don't retest their SIBO. So they do that first one and they don't realize they need to retest it. And your SIBO may only drop by 30 parts per million per round of SIBO treatment, meaning you may need to do multiple rounds of treatment to get that result. But you want to make sure that's effective, right? So if you're using berberine containing compounds in the round one, you retest and nothing happens, well, then why would you do that again? 
it's kind of like throwing an antibiotic down your throat <laughs> that does nothing to that infection, like you're resistant to that. So you wouldn't keep taking antibiotics. So why would you do that with a herb? And so there's definitely an overprescription of these things, and that's definitely an issue. Many patients come to us saying, oh, I've done, you know, months and months. I've had some patients come to us and they've done nine months of a particular brand of supplement that contains harsh antimicrobials, and it's just like, whoa, that is dangerous. That is causing harm. And it's like doing the same thing that's not working. So try something. You've got to try something different whether that be the diet, the herbs, the the form of SIBO diet, like trying an elemental diet or trying rifaxim and the medication if the herbs aren't responding. In my experience, the herbs are amazing. We get incredible results with herbs in combination with all of the other things that we do for these patients. So not many of our patients actually have to go on and do rifaxim. Some do, but it's a very small amount of our patients. So I'm going to leave it at that. And my parting message is do not fear the berberine. <laughs> please, like, keep it in your toolbox. And please, as a patient, be open-minded to taking it because if you have, you know, the stuff in your gut that it's going to work so well for, you're going to feel so good. Like so many of our patients feel incredibly amazing within 6 to 12 weeks of, you know, us treating this. And then you can do all of the work after anyway to kind of mop up any like small amount of bacterial loss or, you know, there's always that risk with any type of antimicrobial that you're taking. So first do no harm when we practice. Treat the person sitting in front of you. Do microbiome testing and SIBO testing and follow up that testing. I know it costs money, but what is the cost of you not getting better and not having the information? You're already in there. You're already putting money into it. And it's just another step, right? And it's kind of like when we know better, we can do better. When we have more information, we can do better for our patients. So many practitioners say to me when I'm mentoring them, oh, my patients just can't afford the testing in the first place. They're not going to be able to afford the retesting. And I understand that, but you're investing in it and as practitioners we really need that information and I hope that by me sharing this podcast today it's allowing you a little bit more into that world of like we're not just we don't make money from this testing like like we are running that testing to gain information to treat you in the, the best way possible to get you the best results so it's not about money it's about you and getting well so I think if you're going to start on this journey, please be open-minded to retesting. All of our patients retest so that they can get, you know, the best outcomes. And sometimes they have to retest three or four times because they're doing multiple rounds. But the payoff is getting better and getting SIBO-free. So next time your practitioner says to you, let's do some testing or now is the time to retest, please don't balk at it. Please don't think that they're just doing it, you know, to throw your money down the drain because they're not and it makes their life easier. All right. Now, any questions about any of this stuff, please reach out. I love chatting on Instagram. So you can more than welcome to come send me a message over there. Send me an email. 
practitioners, jump on the full webinar. If you want to get involved and do this researchy stuff um, and, and track your patients' results and treatment and send them through to me in an anonymous way, that would be super. I'd love, you know, I've got a couple of my practitioners who I'm mentoring doing it as well because the more people that we can do this to, um, the more data we have and then we can make even better clinical decisions. If you're a patient and you're suffering from SIBO and gut issues like bloating and constipation, diarrhea, food intolerances, you're just stuck not eating foods and you're reacting to everything, you are who we love to work with, please reach out book a gut health call and come and join our nourish gut program i'll see you on the next episode bye did you like what you heard leave us a review if you'd like to learn more about my nourish gut program or the nourish gut kids membership head over to my website would you like to be a part of a community that gets it join our facebook group nourish gut community or come and follow me over on instagram All of these links can be found in the show notes. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time on the Nourish Gut Podcast.